A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Happy week 13, people. The NFL season is getting down to the final stretch, and now we're seeing some teams start to secure or lose their playoff spots. kind of like that we have morphed into more than just a fantasy football podcast, but more of an overall NFL podcast, so we can kind of talk about everything. We have fun. I like it, too. I think – are the is anything else set in stone besides the Jets not making playoffs? Oh, as far as like playoffs, I haven't heard of anyone. I think the only thing that's happened is the Jets are for sure not in the playoffs. Yeah, just because, I mean, you just look at the bad records and on four of those <laughs> teams are the NFC East that are clearly all still in it. Everything else is still possible. Is oh, Jacksonville? The J- okay, Jags probably have been eliminated too at 1-10. I'm just trying to think of, yeah, records. I don't know, that's... though. Well, but that's all I've heard. Bengals probably as well. But now that Burrow's gone, we could, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> we could eliminate them in that regard. But mathematically, they might still be in. We are fantasy brews here to help you out when we can. Drink beer and then just shoot the shit about what is going on around the league. I am Kyle Gagne. Here as always with co-host Mike Heinish. Hello. Make sure to give us that follow on Twitter at Fantasy Brews Pod and also on your favorite podcasting platform. Let's jump into it. This is our first one. We're recording apart due to our ladies not letting us be together after thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) what are you drinking over there okay so i had a bud light earlier today and now i I picked up i'm sorry you had to do that (laughs) it was leftover from yesterday but yeah no i I have an abby trapel uh from sprecher it doesn't have a name it's just abby trapel but i i i wanted to get something sprecher i I just saw it at the store and i don't i don't like root beer and I, i know that's like what they're you know really known for Sprecher and I I've had like Sprecher's a, got good beer I, I've never had one and, and this is great yeah you have uh, like, oh when we don't you remember oh, I remember no don't you remember I partially do you won that that day we <laughs> at the drink off. we well that was we went we used to go there for happy hour before going to work <laughs> with the one at oh, Bayshore I got you I was I was thinking of that day where I think we were I forgot what we were doing we were out day drinking Oh, dude, it was the day before Fleming's, was that? Or no, that's something else. Yeah. I, know. There I was puked one. in a laundry basket. That's what I remember. <laughs> that was, I think, a different day. That's when we did not have to work. I think we were at <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I'm less familiar. And I don't, I don't get other Sprecher things. I've had their grape and their orange, I think, or something. But yeah, I, I liked uh, an Abbey Chappelle that I had gotten when I worked at the Horny Goat. So I, I thought this might be similar. And it's pretty good. Uh, I've got um, some Odell Brewing Company. OBC, you know, Mountain Standard IPA picked up a variety pack of theirs. It's a, it's actually a really good IPA. It's not too hoppy or any or not too dry either. It's a very light, easily drinkable IPA nice. from Odell Brewing Company. It's funny because like usually we get like a six pack to share that we get through during the episode, and then if like if we need it, we have a couple. You know, there's always cores in the house or whatever. But now when I have. When a, we need it. Yeah, during the end of the episode. <laughs> and then, of course, all of Monday Night Football. But now I have a whole six-pack to myself, which is great. And I don't have any other beer. So as soon as the six-pack is gone, I'll, I'll be out. <laughs> Let's get into our Justin Tucker update right away. What's the update? He's playing Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the update we got so far. You figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I can, oh man. Yeah, I could I could drop in that Thursday update. I'll I'll include the Justin Tucker update coming to you soon, right now. All right, we have your Justin Tucker update for you as well. This past week against the Steelers on Wednesday afternoon football, Justin Tucker only put up two extra points for a total of two points. His total on the season is 88 points, and this is actually kind of danger zone now. With five games left, Justin Tucker needs to average 10.6 football points per game. So we're rooting for you, Tuck, but you're going to have to pick it back up like you did to start the season, and even more so. So let's go, Ravens. Let's go, Tucker. On three, Kyle, ready? One, two, three. What the Tuck? If the game didn't get canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope to get it doesn't. Today, Today we are going to be giving some facts about the NFL as always, recapping week 12, then providing the news updates that will affect the remainder of the season. After this, we are going to be doing a little bit of keep trade cut, give you our week 13 highs and lows, our prop lock of the week, then just kind of talk about our out of the norm for us favorite teams and players, finishing everything off as always with some Bruce clues. Nice. Uh, go ahead and give your fact. And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. Okay, so I thought this was hilarious. I was so tempted to tell you earlier in the week. I heard this on a different podcast. It, it came from Twitter, uh, so the credit would go to at AP Mark Long. I, I hope you haven't seen this, but maybe you did. So this past week, Mike Glennon played quarterback, right? Kind of for the Jaguars. He had a good Lund. game. He, he you can't don't even say that. He had a, <laughs> he had a pretty good game. Who is it in our in our? In one of our leagues, that was like he started the defense against. Them. I forget who they played off the top of my head, but he started their defense. They got like negative points or or, or yeah, the Browns. yeah, that's right. That that's rough. So this is hilarious. So Mike Glennon was benched in 2017 for Mitchell Trubisky of the Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky was then benched uh, this year for Nick Foles a little bit earlier this year. Last year, Nick Foles was benched for Gardner Minshew on the Jaguars. Gardner got replaced by Lutton this year, at least in part. And then Lutton got benched, obviously, for Glennon. So it came from full circle from 2017, benching after benching after benching, and Mike Glennon is back on top. I just thought it was hilarious. It makes no sense. It's awesome. I got two quick ones, one um, an old school and one a very new school. I'll start with the old school. There's only one player in NFL history with more touchdowns than games played in their career. And that's not including passing. That's just touchdowns that you actually scored. Okay. And it would be Jim Brown, the fullback for the Browns from 1957 to 65. He played 122 career games, including playoffs, and had 127 career touchdowns, 107 rushing and 20 receiving. And this doesn't even include this. And this doesn't include his pass. yet. I think he had three passing touchdowns in his career as well. That is crazy. So he's the only person in NFL history with more touchdowns than games played. Claypool is currently at 10 and 10. Ah, okay. I figured, yeah, I was trying to think of who you might be. <laughs> you brought this up. That's yes, Clay, Claypool is currently at 10. But I think, that's, I think that's a crazy stat. Like, back in the day, he was a fantasy godsend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if, you, if I had anybody who was scoring one touchdown a game, at least great. You I've been starting up every week. That's hilarious. That's awesome. My new school one, yesterday, Panthers – against the Vikings, their rookie safety, Jeremy Chin, became the first defensive player in NFL history to score on back-to-back snaps. I heard an announcer drop that bit during the game. I, I, didn't, like, I wasn't watching it up to like 
to really, really focus on it with all the other stuff. But that's that's nuts. That's too. crazy. Oh, like uh, the the chances of that. I think I might have done that before in Madden. Maybe not even with the same player. But like that's not even that's in Madden. That's hard as shit to do. Yeah, that's a record that's going to be you know, presumably untouched for quite a while. And as, a, as a as a rookie, right there, that, like right, that right there, just put him in contention for <laughs> defensive rookie of the year. It's <laughs> just this game. I assume he started more than two games, but maybe maybe if it's an Edge Brown. <laughs> Well, I don't know, even yeah. know if he started. Like, I mean, I assume playing or whatever, but or yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I think that's pretty nuts. That uh, is good pretty on, cool. Good on him. I'm trying to load up on it. How exactly it happened? Yeah. So okay. So they're both fumble return for touchdowns. One for a negative eight yard return for a touchdown, and one a three <laughs> yard return for a touchdown. So I just think it's pretty dope. That is too crazy. All right. Let us get into the week 12 recap uh, there's a lot to hit on a lot of fun games but there's uh, we'll bring it up randomly throughout the podcast i'll just hit on the major ones the jets continue to suck i just <laughs> we just gotta track them as long as they're without a win can after the loss of the dolphins they have some I, they honestly i looked at the rest of the jet schedule they have some pretty influential games that like they're an easy win off of that'll help other teams. Their, their remaining schedule is the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, and the Patriots. Wow. The wow, Raiders they could be sneaky upset to somebody. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the Raiders currently do not, if the season ended today, the Raiders would not have a wild card spot, but that could change just next week with the win against the Jets. The Seahawks and the Rams both play the Jets back to back weeks. They're fighting for the division. Right. And then the Cleveland, Cleveland's also up for a wild card. So who knows what will happen between three weeks before Cleveland plays the Jets, but that could be really interesting. And then I just put the Patriots, who knows what they're fucking doing, man. Yeah. And that's a division matchup too. So that, that makes it a little, even more potentially influential, influential. But I mean, the Jets, I mean, if they get one win, that could really fuck up someone's season. (laughs) Like, honestly, that could, that could fuck up the, that could get the Raiders out of playoffs if they lose the Jets. That could hold that that much. Rounds over. Yeah, it could. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Come come down to the Jets in the worst way possible. I forget the Bills record offhand now, or the Dolphins, I guess, but I feel like the Patriots are now kind of vying for one of those they, I assume they could still win the division, but at least one of the wild card spots that they're kind of chasing for sure. Dol- Dolphins seven and four, Bills eight and three. So they're not going to catch the Bills, but they could if the Dolphins lose out and the Patriots win out. Right, and and there's now three wild card spots as well. So like the mm-hmm. Patriots and Dolphins could both. Go. I mean, there's there's some other good teams in that conference, but yeah, that that's really interesting. Like, I would love to see it happen. Well, and the Patriots, the Patriots are just confusing. They beat the Cardinals 20-7. to 7. Cam Newton, 84 pass yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. <laughs> I love the Pats. I, they're my favorite team, and I want it. But even I wanted, like, the Cardinals to win because the Pats are not a playoff team. At their defense, they have a, they're a playoff defense, but that mm-hmm. offense does not deserve a playoff spot at all. And as a Patriots fan, I'd be embarrassed to see that team <laughs> in the playoffs. Just like so, an Eagles fan? I, I, I was rooting for the Cardinals, honestly. Like, I mean, I was – Half it was I was a toss up just because this late in the season Patriots are not gonna do shit so really let's give it to the teams there. I want to see yeah. <laughs> also the Raiders losing forty three to six to the Falcons. Yeah, what the hell? Carr two fifteen zero touchdowns one interception and three fumbles lost. Jacobs held to twenty seven yards. Yeah, and he got hurt too. He left the game early. 
And I mean, I just when I I started to really get on that Raiders train, and now they do this to the Falcons. I'm like, okay, I'll get off on the first stop, I guess. Yeah, they were they were never somebody I was like I like loved or whatever. But I obviously biased towards players. I think on my dynasty team that are you know around long term, and Josh Jacobs is is on that team. I liked a rookie coming in that hasn't panned out yet, Brian Brian Edwards, but. I, I wasn't like super Jones about Gruden going there, but then I feel like he is doing a decent job. He's, if you look back, he's got a history of blowing it in the second half of the season. Really? Oh, look no. at the, I think it was like last year, two years ago, they were in like almost the exact same situation. They like lost out and missed playoffs. It, it's happened to Gruden before and he's known for it. So I'm hoping, I mean, I could see them potentially winning one playoff game. I don't see him being a Super Bowl team. Maybe – if Derek Carr keeps, uh, yeah, he had this one bad game, but if he comes back next year and kind of performs well, and then kind of the younger guys get acquainted, they pick up one more piece in the defense, then they could be something. They really could, yeah. Imagine if they still had Khalil Mack. But like, oh, it's man. crazy because like they beat the Chiefs in Week Five. They barely, like, they were in that game the whole time last week against the Chiefs again. And then you go up against Atlanta and do that. Raiders, another one. They also got spanked by the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I said yeah. like, the Raiders and the Patriots are just confusing teams. I forget, I forget when he left in the game, but Josh Jacobs left early. Ten, ten total touch, seven carries, three catches. Sounds like he's going to be fine, though. There, there's a number of things yeah. that you know, we'll talk about, but it sounds like Josh Jacobs' injury is not as bad as it was initially thought to be. So if you're somebody like me who's really holding out for Josh Jacobs because your other running back that you can start is Zeke, who's playing badly, that's good news. <laughs> Titans get their revenge game on against the Colts. I'm so happy to see the Colts lose and the Titans win. I'm a big tight. I'm a big Titans fan, and I just I can't stand Philip Rivers. <laughs> Derrick Henry runs all over them, 45-26 final score, and the Titans grab the top division spot after this game. And in your fantasy irrelevant news, which I was happy to see because I didn't have any Colts players, Jacoby Brissett two rushing touchdowns on the game. <laughs> <laughs> you kept cheering for him. I was pumped. I, I was, was so pumped. confused. I'm like, well. Maybe you like Brissett because of his Patriot days. I know you like the Titans, so I don't know why you're cheering for the Colts. But then, yeah, you said it while we were hanging out. Because it was fantasy irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> I did not have any Colts players that I missed out on a touchdown. I did not have any Colt playing any Colts players that got a touchdown. So, <laughs> Not too many Colts players you can play these days as it is. No. And this game was – it was basically the inverse of the last matchup these teams had. Titans previously losing mainly due to special teams with, like, really shitty punts, uh, blocked kicks. And it was kind of the inverse of that. Even A.J. Brown returning an onside kick attempt for yeah. a touchdown. Oh, man. I have A.J. Brown in three leagues, but I your league doesn't give touchdowns for those. <laughs> so I missed out on that. But that well, was nice. And then – I don't know how this news, if it's good news or bad news, probably bad, but Chargers lost by multiple possessions. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they broke they, the streak. Yeah, they still lost, but it's their first loss of the season by more than one possession. <laughs> so it's less heartbreaking, but still not great, I guess. <laughs> and it, even then, it was only 10 points. So it's not yeah. like it was like a big game. Like, But yeah, that's... That's funny how that works. Uh, and also, it's good to see Eckler back, eclipsing 100 all-purpose yards. I started him, and I have been three. I'm in three leagues. I have him in three leagues. I started him in three leagues, and they paid off. And I mean, he's startable every game he's in. So, absolutely, yeah. He 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 definitely let you know that he is back. <laughs> I didn't think he'd do that well. I expected like uh, I expected. I think I had a floor of like five points and a ceiling of ten, but he outperformed that. So I'm. They they even said in the report beforehand that they weren't going to get him that involved, but then he just took the workhorse. So. 
Yeah, Whatever. you never know. Usually, like, I know you were debating, you know, it earlier in the week, but like, usually you, for those long absences or lower yeah. leg, really want to take your time. But also this year, like, like there are players where that's, that doesn't matter, right? Like if, if you have Dalvin Cook coming off of injury, you fucking play him or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think Eckler's like teetering that tier. I don't know if he's quite there, but it, with all the injuries and all the stuff that's going on, like you don't, you're probably really hurting. I know you were for sure. But Hard. it worked out for him. <laughs> I wish I was one of those people. You were in the Twitter league. We lost. Anyways, yeah. We, I, I threw in a, a what's his name in there just for shits and giggles. Fucking what's his name? The quote unquote quarterback for the Broncos. Oh, Hinton. Yeah, I almost started we, him. In. We played. We played two oh, quarterbacks in our Twitter league. Oh, no. um, Hinton got us negative point seven eight, and Derek Carr got us negative one point four. Hinton did not. <laughs> Carr did not want to be outdone. <laughs> Dude, we had we played two quarterbacks, and they both got negative. What are the fucking chances that has that ever been done in in that fantasy so history? Crazy. Do we just make fantasy history? <laughs> we might have. <laughs> Maybe someone else did the same thing. We played two quarterbacks. I gotta add. I'll put that. I'll put that on our points. Twitter. I'll show this lineup to our Twitter. I'll be like, did we just make fantasy history by playing two quarterbacks that both got negative points? Well, I you said we lost, but we're not done yet. We got Juju on Wednesday, and Juju just has to make up in a 15-point deficit and also outscore Eric Ebron and Chris Carson in the Steelers defense. So it, it says one percent chance. Killing it. Who cares about this league, man? We're we were out of it from the get go. Let's go on. And let's get some news updates. Um, we got more and more popping in as we're going. Of course, we're recording on Monday, so not everything has even happened yet, or not everything will happen still. We don't know. Definitely going to have updates <laughs> later in the week for this one, I assume. We'll hit the main ones that have happened so far. There's so much going on. Daniel Jones looking like he's going to miss some time. I think, honestly, I'm sitting – I've got Slayton and Ingram. I'm sitting both of them. Maybe Ingram. Yeah. Depending on – depending on, I don't know who the who's taking over, but Ingram over any of the receivers, I would say. Yeah, it's – that's man, they are so beat up all of a sudden. Like, it wasn't a passing game you were super stoked about to begin with, and with the starting quarterback – was it Colt McCoy that came in? Yeah, Colt McCoy. Assuming he plays, I don't know, he – what is Daniel Jones? It's a hamstring, yeah. So that those typically, typically they're out for like two, three, four weeks, or they're rushed back in to play too early, and they and it shows. And so they've definitely got, not look good there. They've got Seattle next week. They're in the division race, man. Yeah, they're in <laughs> first place as of right now when we're talking because the Eagles have not played yet. They have a much higher chance of making the playoffs than a lot of teams that have like twice as more wins yeah. than the Giants. I saw DJ Moore suffered a little bit of injury, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Um, They're hopeful he's going to play next week. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, the news from that was good. It was really scary because it was a non-contact injury in the end zone. So just a lot of those you, you know, you're really nervous about. I, I, ever since the Jordy Nelson one, how many years ago, I've been crazy nervous about him. But sounds like it was better than expected. It looked like a knee. They labeled it as an ankle, but it looks like he's going to be okay. And they have a bye next week as well. Yeah, Matt Patricia fired as head coach from the Lions, long overdue. <laughs> Did you see that people are donating $13? Like every, like a bunch of people are donating $13 to Deshaun Watson's charity because 
that's how many wins Matt Patricia had as a head coach. I think it was 13, 36 and one or something like that. So everyone's kind of like, thank you for getting him fired. And here's some donations. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of, it's pretty fucking funny. I, I did not hear that, but I heard something similar. I don't even know if it was football. I heard something similar maybe a couple of weeks ago for some, somebody was donating. Oh, was it like Josh Allen's somebody in Josh Allen's family passed away and they were all donating oh, yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yep. Sorry for your loss, Josh. Josh Jacobs, speaking of other Josh, he has a, just a sprained ankle, so he's got a chance to play this week. So just watch that throughout the week. That was another one where the news was like, it's not as bad as we were, you know, initially yeah. thinking. My dynasty team has both these guys <laughs> breathing with sighs of relief. So, yeah, DJ Moore, x-rays came back negative, could play after bye. The Packers just signed uh, Tavon Austin. I think they're, I think they're cool. kind of getting sick of MVS. So I think he's a good, he's a good, he's not going to do a whole lot, but why not give him a try? We need, but do we, I don't know if we, no, we traded Trevor Davis away. I think last year. Yeah. Um, he ended up somewhere else, but Tavon Austin kind of reminds me of like that type yeah. of like, those end rounds and stuff. I'm just trying to say like small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiny guys. Like, bet you will see him on special teams and stuff like that. Julian Edelman moved to the COVID list. You probably should have dropped him anyways a while ago. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is looking all right. He's not going to miss any time. Will Fuller suspended six games for violating the performance-enhancing substances policy. Fucking Will Fuller. Why'd that you do that, man? That sucks, man. That hurts Deshaun Watson a lot, especially since they just they just got rid of Kenny Stills. And they Cobb's out. I don't know if he's come back. I think he's going to miss another week or two. So that they're hurting. They're hurting. It's, it's going to be what Brandon Cooks and Kiki QT. Basically, <laughs> they'll Kiki probably put Kuti. in. Kuti is worth a look in leagues if you if you. Especially now, like even before, yeah. especially with the Fuller suspension. Like Fuller's done for the year, basically, unless they make the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be a good move. Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I said that. Um, and also, you know, I didn't think about this uh, until just now, but. The tight or Texans are one of those teams. Uh, there's another one that comes to mind that I can't think of, where they use kind of like a a weird like assortment of tight ends. So like, I feel like you'd still be kind of Aikens. guessing a little bit, but yeah, yeah, you could take a shot on one of those guys. Maybe I, I don't love it, uh, but but this should get more looks. Aikens, I'm, I got I got uh, do not like Aikens right now. He dropped two touchdowns last mm-hmm. week. If you can't handle a fastball from Watson, get the fuck off the team. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. They have uh, Jordan Akins. They have Darren Fells and Farrell Brown. So maybe maybe Fells or Brown get. It's it's unfortunate because that group of three tight ends will probably become a little more involved. But also, yeah. it's a group of three tight ends that you can't really you know start any one of them and feel super great about it. But that's those are the main headlines um, going around for next week. So let us go. Let's play some. Let's play some keep trade cut. Yeah. Did you put some together? Or are you going on a wing? I so I have three prepared. I have a quarterback group, a running back group, and a receiver group. That's what I do. I got I got two receiver groups just because I thought of two good ones. Let me give you let me give you my quarterbacks first. I'll do my receivers last. Okay. We can alternate. I'll do my receivers last so that way if you have any of my receivers and I we can just skip it. All right, so here's my quarterbacks. And I actually did I, I know what one of your picks will be right away, but I'm interested in what the other one is. Uh, what the other two are. So I actually put the three quarterbacks on my dynasty team that are worth Ugh. playing. Yeah. <laughs> They're all worth like playing. You say worth playing <laughs> that, that are all like at least in consideration. Cause I, I have James Winston who you're not starting and yeah, 
I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, he was my best quarterback on my team this past week, and I started him against the Jets. Okay, so anyways, he's not in this. Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, and Matt Ryan. And I wanted to give you, uh, I wanted to give you their remaining games, their remaining schedule. Oh, I, I, I know Brady is. He's on the bye week this next week, but I know the rest of his schedule. Yeah, so I, I, I have the week 17 ones. I didn't, I wasn't planning on including them unless you want to hear them because of like fantasy relevance. If you're playing, by the way, if you have a week 17 championship, stop that. Don't do that. It's bad. But anyways, Tom Brady has a fantastic rest of schedule, which is why I traded for him in the Dynasty League. He has the bye week, like you said, this week. And then for weeks 14, 15, 16, which are your playoff weeks, he plays the Vikings, the Falcons, Ooh. and the Lions. Tannehill's got a nice. Yeah, Tannehill has the Browns, and then he has the Jaguars, Lions, and then the Packers in week 16 could be tough. And then the um, Texans to end the season. Texans to end the season. Uh, Brady has the Falcons in week 17 to end the season, so another good matchup there. And then Matt Ryan has the Saints, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, and Bucks. Yeah, I'm dropping him. Yeah, I figured that would be your job. Bye-bye, Matt Ryan. I I almost don't think the schedule even mattered. (laughs) Matt Ryan, you are cut. Guess who my logo is this week at quarterback. Sorry. Oh, that's uh, – spoiler alert. (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) As far as Brady and Tannehill, for looking at the rest of the season, I got to keep Brady – because I feel like right now he's been on a little bit of a lull. I wouldn't get that much trade value for him. But I know if it's Tom Brady. When it matters, he's going to perform. Yeah, that's a really good point. And then that would make uh, Ryan Tannehill your trade candidate. And he, he has a decent schedule. I think Like this week against the Browns is not the easiest, but it's held a lot better than the Ravens and the Colts, who we did pretty well against both of those matchups. Uh, and then the Packers in Week 16, I, I'm not – overly scared about that but it's better than it's a tougher match than some of the other ones you but could try to find someone who had like breeze and needs a little bit of filler or something like that yeah and like in the same way that brady might have less trade value right now i think Tannehill doing actually well against two really difficult matchups might give him a little more trade value too that's a good that's a good answer yeah so i'm keeping brady trading Tannehill, cutting ryan nice. i'll give you my quarterbacks i stuck divisional i i did divisional because now that it's coming down to it these divisional games are a lot more weighted than at the beginning of the season, obviously. Right. Because you know what's happened already. And I didn't go with good guys. Let's just <laughs> I was just – I pulled asleep right The first name on the list is Brandon Allen. I'm like, what if he did really bad guys? Uh, Cam Newton. Oh, no. Sam Darnold. And Tua. Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, and Tua. Okay, so I, I don't think I'm worried about anyone getting benched which would be my first concern. Sam Darnold has been, I guess, is his first game back. Let's assume everyone's healthy the rest of the season. Okay, and the, and this is just like the rest of this fancy yeah. year. So I think I think uh, the easy keep somehow, unfortunately, is Cam Newton <laughs> um, because he runs the ball. Like I, I don't remember the yeah. stat. That actually would be really interesting. But he's he's been like a top-12 quarterback a, a lot of weeks this year, I, I believe – even though he's got like three touchdowns or maybe four or whatever it is. He's been, he's been playing like garbage, but because in fantasy football, when you have a Russian quarterback, you, you do well and he gets a lot of touchdowns. So that's really interesting how that works. And I guess, I guess if I'm going to uh, trade one and cut one, I'm going to trade Tua because he's probably going to have more value. I, I feel like we know where Sam Darnold is and not necessarily as a quarterback per se, because of the bad gaze he's had. But, but it seems like Gase is 
maybe we should check to see if he has a job. But it seems like Gase is going to be around. At least, like, I can see a world where Tua gets better this year, even though I don't think that'll happen. Like, maybe small, you know, increments and, and little steps. But, but I think Sam Darnold is just kind of almost maybe plateaued after this much time with – at least with Gase. And I don't see Gase going anywhere for some reason right now. So, I'll keep Cam Newton. I'll trade Tua to Valea, and I'll drop Sam Darnold. Keep okay. Cam, trade to a drop Darnold. Okay. Alliteration for you. Do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I have a set of running backs as well. I went with oh, – <laughs> I spelled the name wrong. I went with rookie running backs here, and I hope – I feel like I did something similar early in the year. I hope this isn't the, the exact same. I don't think it's the same. So I went three rookie running backs. We have Antonio Gibson, okay. DeAndre Swift, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire. All right, I am going – ooh, this is, this is difficult. Can we assume they're healthy? Yeah, let's assume they're healthy for sure. If they're, if they're healthy, I'm keeping Swift. And I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm just going to go ahead and cut Clyde out of those three because I feel like Bell's starting to get a little more involved, and I, I just never been high on Clyde um, to begin with. Let me look at – I guess I should kind of look up how Clyde has been. If you don't change things, that would make Gibson your trade, and yeah, and and I think that'd be good because I go selling him off that game he just had on Thanksgiving, that three yeah. touchdown game. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, Clyde Edwards, eleven carries, thirty-seven yards in the game yesterday. I'm I'm cutting Clyde. I'm trading Gibson off of that high game, and I'm keeping Swift because Swift is I I I'm a big guy on Swift. Happy Thanksgiving, Gibson, am I right? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I here my running backs. Um, I said I stuck divisional. I also have Clyde in mine, and then Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. Clyde, Josh Jacobs, and then Eckler. Okay, so I'll I'll try and I'm definitely biased towards Josh Jacobs, so I'll definitely try to not um, let that rule. He typically is involved. He only had the seven carries this past week, but again, he left the game early. Man, Clyde, I'm, I'm so on the fence with too. And Eckler's just great, and he, and he reminded us of that when he when he came back. 85 receiving yards. That's crazy. He had a great game, and he didn't even score a touchdown. He had 16 targets. Touchdown. What kind of league is this that we're doing this game trade cut? <laughs> Eckler did? Eckler had 16 targets. He caught 11 of them. Holy shit. So you got five and a half points. I didn't even look at the details points. of his stats. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at like um, – I'm just looking. He's got 44 rushing yards, 85 receiving Holy yards, but he fuck. didn't score a touchdown at all. So where did all of his points come from? <laughs> yeah, right the there, I guess. I think, I think what I'll do is I'm going to – all right, so what I would do is I'm going to keep Josh Jacobs. I just know he's involved. I – it, it honestly kind of depends. If it was a if it was a full PPR league, and th- this is for sure true. If it was a full PPR league, I would keep Eckler. If it was standard, I would keep Jacobs. If it was half point, I'll probably lean keeping Drake, Jacobs. Uh, I like trading Eckler off of the sixteen targets. I don't know if that's what we should expect. You know, normally I think that's you know obviously kind of a high number. First, or I guess it's not his first game with just no. He had, uh, just he had a, Herbert. Yeah, two, had eleven Ford. targets. Yeah, he had, he had four in week two, 11 in week three, and then week four he got hurt, so you throw that one out. But yeah, if, if it's not PPR, I'll keep Jacobs and I'll trade Eckler off the really high target count game, and then I'll cut Clyde. If it's, um, if it's full PPR, I think I'll keep Eckler. I don't expect 16 targets every week, 
but I, I like the amount of targets that he's getting. It's clearly he likes them. So I'll keep uh, Eckler and then trade Jacobs in, in that case. I guess we're assuming they're going to be healthy, so I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs' injury in that case, but I'm not really about it, worried about it now anyway. So. Cha. Nice. Okay, and then I have, a, I have a group of receivers as well. Oh, hmm. Um, I put Will Fuller on this list before. Well, let's just switch. I'll just switch it to Brandon Cooks. We know Will Fuller's gone, which means Brandon Cooks should be more involved uh, than, than he already has been. So maybe this mm-hmm. is close enough. Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, and Michael Thomas. Cooks, Lockett, Thomas. And my – I feel like Thomas – I don't know. Here's my thought of why I thought this was interesting. Like, Thomas obviously is the best of the three – but yeah. he's had a rough year. He's been hurt, and he's dealing with Hill at quarterback right now. Drew should be back at some point. Tyler Lockett has had a lot of, like, boom games and a lot of bust games. He, if, if you pull up his yeah. stats, he's had a lot of games that he's won you the week and, and then probably something that's cost you as well. I guess I would keep Cooks. I don't feel like Lockett or Thomas right now are going to get me much if I trade them. But yeah. – I think I would I would trade Lockett based on if somebody just looks at where he is um, as far as rankings on the season because he just has those, like, two monster games. And that's, like, for the most part what he's done. So I would trade Lockett um, and hope that I could get some value out of that, but if they just look at his overall stats on the year. Right, right. And then I'd then- cut Thomas just because I'm not, I'm not, dig- I'm not digging that guy. It's it's crazy. Like last year, he broke the record in receptions, and this. I mean, again, he's been hurt for so long. But I benched him this past week in, in one of my leagues because it's a sixteen league, so I've you know everyone has a, a stud team, so you can actually bench yeah. you know Michael Thomas. But but the deciding factor, he was easily. I, I don't want Taysom Hill as my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Thrown in, so. But I will give you my one without Michael Thomas. <laughs> nice. Uh, I. There's the three receivers, Hopkins, Metcalf, and Woods. Ooh, that's really good. Hopkins, Metcalf, and Woods. I feel like my immediate obvious one that comes to mind is dropping Woods. He has had a really – Have you looked at what he's been doing, though? Last last few – it has been good, especially more recently, right? 80 yards this past week, the week before 130 and one, then only 33, then 85 and one, then only 22, then 29, only but one. But I, I know Metcalf is is just continuing to beast it up. He is in a similar boat to Lockett where there are those bad games only two weeks ago against, I guess, the Rams, but two for 28, and that's it. And then Hopkins has just – I feel like he's been – I don't have him anywhere, but I feel like he's been fairly consistent. Oh, I guess he's had some – Yeah, not as much as you think. Games. And if you're looking at the rest of the schedule, he has a lot of – presumably tough matchups as well. Rams, Giants, and Eagles are color-coded in a way where they're not great matchups. I mean, they do have Slay on the Eagles, and the Giants are pretty good. And then he has the 49ers and the Rams. I think I'm definitely going to keep Metcalf. I think I'll try to – I'll stick with my gut. I'll trade Hopkins, hoping to sell him on the name. And he's been – I mean, he's the 14th receiver on the year, I guess, so far. Woods is the 15th. It's kind of a game of, like, do you want to – do you think you'll get more trade value out of – the name of DeAndre Hopkins or yeah. the very recent production of Robert Wood. So uh, good trade advice in general is like, know who you're trading. And if you, if you know someone who really looks at like, just looks at the stats on the year, or if you know someone who likes the big names, maybe that sways your decision. But I, I personally would, I'll keep Metcalf. I'll trade Hopkins. I will drop Robert Woods. And I, I, Robert Woods is one of the guys I really liked coming into the year. They didn't really. Yeah. 
like the Rams yeah. have been more rushing heavy, but but Woods has been lining up more lately. He definitely a better you know current point of the season than the first few weeks at least. Okay though. All right, there's some keep trade cut for you. Maybe send some our way on Twitter um, if you can think of a really good one. We can throw out some answers for you on there. Let's move oh, yeah. in to our week 13 highs and lows. Okay, this is going to be exciting because I we already know we have the same low guy at quarterback. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how many of these. I, I wonder if we'll match up on a couple. This one was uh, wide receivers were hard this week. The other ones I think I found came a tight end was difficult a little bit too, but other ones yeah. came across pretty easily. I'm high on you'll never believe this Kirk Cousins. What <laughs> I won't believe you. What he's playing the Jags in Week 13. And oh, cool. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been honestly, I, I hate to say it, but he's been playing really well lately. He uh, has 11 touchdowns and a pick in those last four games. And he played well against Carolina without Thielen. Now up against the bottom of the barrel pass defense. I, I think Kirk, I, I called it earlier a couple podcasts ago that I think the Vikings are going to grab that wild card spot. And they, it's still very possible, um, less so now because who they lose to two weeks ago? They can tell you in a second they're five and six right now they lost to the lot no they beat the lions a couple weeks or a few weeks ago they lost no yeah they're good they lost the oh sorry i'm reading dallas. So wrong. they lost to yes, dallas by a field goal yeah that's that but they win the win carolina they got jacksonville coming up tampa bay chicago new orleans detroit so they could still grab the playoff spot but kirk if kirk cousins is playing as well as he has that's not out of reach at all they beat um, the bears think- already once yeah, uh, I think he continues that play, and Justin Jefferson continues to light it up with or without Thielen. It's almost like it's almost like the Vikings drafted a nuclear weapon, you know, <laughs> in the draft. So good, <laughs> He's blown so up. good. And then low, we've talked about it. Matt Ryan from the Falcons because they got that divisional matchup against the Saints. Last time they played, no touchdowns and two picks for Ryan. And the Saints defense, obviously, each week they, I guess, they just paid played the Broncos without a quarterback. But besides, <laughs> if you take that away, their defense looks better and better each week. And even if Julio comes back, I don't see Ryan doing too much. I don't know who they all had in that game against the Saints, but they probably didn't. They've. I, it's been rare that they've had all three of their top receivers in the game. So was that two weeks ago the game against the Saints? Um, Julio looks like Julio had two catches. I don't know if that's when he got like left early, but he was there. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I added that I'm still in the premise of screw that fucking guy. Uh, but yeah, the mat, the matchup is, is awful against the saints. Division games can slow down a little bit. And if Julio is back, it's his first week back since a hamstring tweak. So it's typically not great to, you know, the first week back anyways, for those t- types of injuries. Who are you high on? Uh, My uh, high guy quarterback this week is your guy, uh, Deshaun Watson versus Deshaun Watson obviously is great. He's playing. He's playing at an MVP level, just not on an MVP type team. Not even uh, close. Unfortunately, yeah. That that record. If that record was flipped and they were seven and three or whatever the fuck, he like. I feel like he would absolutely be in the conversation. But Deshaun Watson himself, he he's playing great. The reason I made him a high guy is that he plays the Colts. They are still a good defense, but they're not playing exactly as well as they have been at the start of the season. They're still unfavorable, uh, someone you try to avoid if you can. But just it's just like a reminder, Deshaun Watson is great. When you have a quarterback that runs the ball the way he does, you have a nice safe floor. He's ran the ball at least six times in each of his past five games. So I'm not really 
I'm not really scared off of, of Watson based on the matchup against the Colts. I, I think you could definitely line up Deshaun Watson and expect near full. Uh, yeah. I have him in dynasty and at the beginning of the season, I was, I think there was one week where I, I benched him just cause he started off really slow. And even the week I benched him, it was a mistake, but he's, he's a guy you can just start almost no matter what. I, I love watching him play and how entertaining just him alone is. Cause even without Fuller, he can still do what he needs to do for the most part. And with not much help. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I don't know if there was a team I would bench him against. I would start him against the Steelers. I just recommended starting him against the Colts. I would start him against the Patriots. I would probably start him against the Saints. I mean, I, unless you have a second quarterback that's a a pretty good quarterback that happens to be playing like the Jets or something, I, I think you got to start Watson. Yeah, yeah. We should make our sit uh, our low guy should have been hinting. Oh, damn. Anyways, <laughs> what are your running backs? <laughs> Running backs, I'm going to be high on Raheem Mostert nice. from the 49ers. They are playing Buffalo this week. And Mostert just came back this past week against the Rams, and he got, but he got 16 carries, most on the team, and he missed a good couple of weeks. 49ers are still fighting for a playoff spot and should lean on the run game with a bad QB situation and so many missing pieces. So just all that together, I'm, Mostert should get an even bigger load now that he's – went through a game fully healthy. I think Mostert's going to have a, a really good game. Only 43 yards, but it was against the Rams, and now Buffalo's yeah. a way better matchup. And yeah. it's not his first game back. And, and Buffalo, uh, the run defense is not – it's not bad by any means, but it's not the greatest. Um, I think their pass defense is better with uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But I think Mostert should have – he's he and he, he might be available in a lot of leagues, which is another reason I picked him because he, he could be a pickup for a lot of people if somebody yeah. just abandoned him once he got hurt. For sure. Island of misfit. Island of hurt football players. <laughs> Hopefully you get uh, on watch one. I mean, it's too late for when you're hearing this, but on, on that Tuesday tomorrow for us. Yeah. Uh, I was high on him last week. I'm low on him this week, but I was correct last week. Let's see if I'm correct this week. Antonio Gibson from the football team had that amazing game against Dallas, but now he has to play – Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and it, I I think this game is going to be interesting in general because that the the football team's got a good defense and I think if Pitt can get ahead by like one or two scores they're going to maintain the lead and Washington will have to pass a lot I think all it's going to take for Pittsburgh is you grab a touchdown lead and you just do whatever you can to hold just that lead both have really good defenses I can see it being a low scoring game in general for both offenses. But if Pittsburgh, uh, if Pittsburgh just comes out hot, gets a touchdown right off the bat, maybe even a field goal to put up 10, nothing, they're going to play it very safe. Yeah. And, and to your own point, the, I mean, he had three touchdowns this past week, but that game got out of hand real quick. They got a pretty big lead really yeah. early on the Cowboys. And so of course they're going to run the ball more. And yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, my, my high running back this week is – I'm actually going for um, double it up. I'm going David Montgomery again against the Detroit Lions. So he only had 11 carries last week. And if you remember from last episode, I, w- I was talking about starting him partially because the Packers don't have, you know, the greatest run defense. But he's going to be really involved and get a lot of carries. And 11 is not what I guess we expect or what I expected. But same situation as Gibson and – or I guess inverse situation as Gibson is and the Washington football team – the Packers got up really high, really quickly on, on the Bears. So it makes sense that Montgomery didn't get a butt ton of carries, but he still had over 100 yards rushing, 143 all-purpose yards. He also found the end zone through the air. 
And for as good as the matchup is against the Packers, I think 11 carries for 103 yards, whatever, you know, shows that the Packers aren't the greatest at defending the run. The Lions are worse. They're worse. They're the worst defense against the fantasy running back on the entire year. So definitely a really even better matchup against a guy who should get more carries. The Lions are not the Packers. So the Lions are not going to be up, you know, multiple touchdowns by the time it's halftime. Uh, so you're not going to have to worry about like you're you're going to get a hell of a lot more than 11 carries this week because the Bears will be able to afford it. So Montgomery should should blow it up yet again in, in a nice matchup against the Detroit Lions. But what if Foles comes back? <laughs> I don't know. Does that change anything? I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't. Seem like, <laughs> maybe I mean Trubisky had a couple rough interceptions. One of them Nagy was asked about, and he was like, "Why?" Well, we knew we were throwing it up that time. I'm not disappointed about that one, but there were a couple. Then he threw ones. another one. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. That one though, I'm I'm double disappointed. Maybe. Uh, my low running back, unfortunately for you, is in the same game. Uh, assuming DeAndre Swift is coming back, I, I haven't. I looked around a little bit. I didn't see anything that suggested that he was gonna miss another week. I also didn't see anything that like said he will definitely be back this week. But I, I don't look crazy hard, but I, I would assume was it a concussion thing for him or was it something? Yeah. Like Concussion. Yeah, so sometimes those get out of hand, but usually they're they're not too bad. So I expect Swift to be back. He's he might be somebody that you need to start with all the craziness that has happened this season. But I, I definitely don't like the matchup against the Bears. Uh, they might need to pass a little more if it is a tight game. Uh, might be lower scoring. So if you got to put him in your lineup, you, you'll probably be okay. I just I don't think he's going to be super fantasy relevant unless he gets to the end zone, which Swift is somebody that could always do that. Or, you know, if, if he was somebody that got a ton of carries, like, you know, uh, Montgomery in the same game likely will, then you might be okay. But I, I don't think Swift is there. I, I, he definitely leads the backfield. I don't know if I would even call it a, like a committee anymore, but I don't expect him to get a bunch of carries, especially because it'll be his first game back from the, the concussion. So maybe he'll be a little bit uh, less on the carry count for that reason. So well. Jokes on you because I think I'm starting him. Yeah, like and that's that's over one of the things. Fi- over Philip Lindsay in the I, flex. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're dealing with some injuries. Yeah. It's good that you got Eckler. Well, oh, yeah. I got I got David Johnson. He's he back too, he right? might be come back. Yeah, but I mean, or he's eligible now. At least it's the, the three weeks off of IR. You know, and he's got Cleveland. So I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have an interesting decision because I don't. I've got Slayton in in my in my flex next week. I potentially have Juju and then. Well, I'll have a I'll have a running back regardless because I've got Henry Eckler, David Johnson, and Swift. So I'm I'm starting Henry and Eckler. Yeah. And then one of those other guys will put in my flex. I don't know if I'll put both of them in my flex. That's kind of risky. David Johnson and Swift are interesting because they're they're both really similar. Like both coming off of injury, both yeah. against a you know a, a tough matchup. Obviously, DJ has gone for longer and you know that, but. So yeah. yeah, but then my wide receivers all have Jefferson, Juju, and Tyreek. I'm probably gonna bench Darius Slayton. Right, with no Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd say that, but so maybe I will start all four running backs if they're full. I don't know. I I'll see what happens as news comes out. But I don't expect uh, Swift to like like screw anyone's team over, no, you know? No, no, like, no. like I feel like he'll get like a solid like and we're in a PPR. That'll help give it a yeah. little boost there. Yeah, and that, that's a really good point. If you were in, were in a half point, if you're in a half or full, Swift is continue to be relatively involved in the passing game for sure. So that, that's always nice to have. Wide receivers, just talked about him. I'm high on Justin Jefferson. 
Nice. This stays true with or without Thielen because they are playing the Jags, as I said before, with Kirk Cousins. So even if Thielen comes back, I'm just as high on Jefferson. He's proving he's the best all-around rookie wide receiver and is earning the respect he deserves. The Vikings have a worse defense than the Browns, and the Jags just played the Browns, and that was a close game. Jags are actually staying in the games they're losing, so I still expect a lot of passing by the Vikings because I think the Jags will put up a decent amount of fight that they can't just run it with Cook and solidify the game. Nice. That makes sense to me. And I'm going to be low on Debo Samuel from the 49ers. Uh-oh. He's just coming off that 133-yard game against the Rams, his first game since week seven. And I, I honestly think the Rams still expect him to be nursing an injury a little bit. I think in their minds, and I think in just what everyone's minds, they brought him back because they were desperate because they, the, they are hurting hard everywhere. So I think the, the Rams still expected a little, a little less from him and didn't focus enough on him. But I think the Bills – will not make the same mistake, and they should focus on shutting him down. I wouldn't give him the Devo Samuel hype right away. The Bills mainly just need to shut him down to win the game, honestly, because with the Niners, Mostert, I have have him as my high guy, obviously. But still, the Bills, if they focus on the passing game on Debo, they're shutting that passing game down. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I uh-oh, because my high receiver is probably Debo Samuel. So I... This one was kind of weird. I don't know how this is going to come off, but I wrote down Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk against the Buffalo Bills as my high potential receiver of the week. It's kind of tough. So the Bills have led up some big games as of late, two wide receivers, uh, most recently Seattle, Arizona, and the LA Chargers. Seattle obviously has a really good passing game. Arizona's got a pretty good passing game too. And the Chargers, I mean, they're not amazing. They're not definitely not bad. Debo, like you said, saw a huge game this past week against a tough Rams defense. The Bills defense, obviously, it's a better matchup for sure, at least on paper. The thing that gives me concern and why I'm kind of premising it the way I am is, is Brandon Ayuk. So this past week, Brandon Ayuk was not active. He was on the COVID list, and Debo Samuel blew up. He saw 13 targets. I was looking back at Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. They've played only a few games together. Weeks uh, four through seven, both of them were active. Otherwise, one or the other has been injured. And in those games, it's kind of a mixed bag. There's been a couple games where they've both been relevant. And then there's been a couple games where one guy was, was definitely less involved. While in, in the games that they didn't play together or one or the other was hurt, you, you definitely saw more production. Like uh, Brandon Ayuk had a great week. 10 and uh or sorry i'm looking at the wrong one uh eight and ten both of which Debo samuel were gone Debo Debo samuel had a great game this past week where Ayuk was gone so i i couldn't find anything about Ayuk either as far as this coming week uh, against the bills he was on the covert list but i don't think he tested positive i think he was just uh if, I, if i'm recalling that correctly i think it was a close contact so it, i would imagine it's likely for him to be back and that's what makes this muddy I, I think with the matchup against the Bills and and that, I think one of these guys is going to be fantasy relevant. If Ayuk is out, I think Debo Samuel is a safe play. If Ayuk is in, I feel like it's kind of a coin toss with who – because there's not really any, like, rhyme or reason. It's not like Ayuk has had all the good games recently, and so it's like a rookie that's getting better or something like that. He is, but but Debo Samuel, like, he's just a, a great player in general in a vacuum, so – if you want to take the toss-up, if they're both active, you know, you can go for it. I, I wrote down that I personally, if I had to choose between both of these guys and they were both active, I would choose Debo Samuel. I think he's just, he's just not a rookie. He's a little more proven. But, but I definitely am hesitant if Ayuk is back. So that, that could be something to, to watch, I guess. 
I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll find out if this is be interesting. Cause like, we'll, we'll have one where yeah. we're one, one and one right now. Right. And one, 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 one. but I like, I want an asterisk next to it. If Brandon Ayuk is in, I don't know. That, that's weird. Uh, anyways, my low receiver, uh, kind of like my low running back even more. So this might be somebody that you have to start, but I would definitely temper expectations. And that is Michael Thomas against the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously the matchup is great. Obviously Michael Thomas, the receiver is one of the best currently, it all comes down to the quarterback. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback that I really want to, to have to rely on when it comes to a receiver. And if anyone breaks that mold, it would be Michael Thomas. But I'm just not jonesed about Hill. He's thrown okay, I guess. He doesn't throw nearly as much as Drew Brees. He had the most pass yards in that game yesterday. Oh, man. Against <laughs> you know, what are the other – the Hinton had 13 passing yards. <laughs> yeah. He completed a pass. He did. One of, one of nine. Oh, I hope you guys didn't start any any people. Fancho's my low guy at tight end before we knew about this. Mark Andrews was my low guy, and he's not playing. <laughs> Damn, you son of a bitch. But, yeah, I, uh, Michael Thomas, I, I understand if you have to start him. They, they played uh, – they being the Saints played the Falcons two weeks ago, and uh, Michael Thomas actually saw with Taysom Hill 12 targets. He got a total of 104 yards. So so that that's obviously a good sign, but I don't I – don't, I don't want to bet on that. I don't want to bet on Taysom Hill. So I, I'm hoping I have somebody else, but I get it. If you got to start Michael Thomas, I, I would lower your expectations. I think, you know, hundred yards is, is if you played a 16 game season with Taysom Hill, I doubt he hits hundred yards, you know, a whole bunch of times like he, you know, might have last year or, or previous year. So watch your expectations there. Watch them. You guys keep an eye on your physical expectations. Tight ends, this was a hard one for this week. It's hard to pick the tight end that will be that tight end who has the one touchdown to keep them relevant in fantasy for the week. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> I, I, I had a um, time with my low tight end, but high was really difficult. This week, I pick Jonu Smith. Yes! Who has the matchup against Cleveland. Same. He's, I, I picked him because he's probably your best bet to have an okay floor. Right. Tight end ceilings, I'm not even thinking of this year because they hardly have ceilings. They no. they, they got floors, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have ceilings. So I picked him as having the mo- the best floor. <laughs> so Just to add, I mean, I agree. Like you're, you're, unfortunately, with tight ends, if you don't have those top two guys being Kelsey and Waller, you're, just, you're hoping for a touchdown. Like, there's not really too many – I don't think there are any tight ends where you can say like, okay, well, at least you'll get five catches, you know, outside of those two I just mentioned. The Browns have kind of had a rough go at tight ends lately. Um, they gave a touchdown to Farrell Brown a few weeks ago. Two weeks ago, uh, Dell Scottert had five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. And then Eifert scored it in this most recent week. Janu actually did not even see a single target this past week, but that's more of an outlier. Derrick Henry had that game done. He didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, so like, why? and then like the little passing work that did go around went to the wide receivers and, and A.J. Brown. And the other thing too is Mike Vrabel is a legitimately good coach. There are, there are yeah. bad coaches out there like Adam Gase, and there are genuinely good coaches out there, and Vrabel's one of them. And so I think he'll kind of see the weakness that the Browns have at tight end. The Browns have a good rushing defense. They have a pretty decent passing defense, uh, specifically against wide receivers. So I expect Mike Vrabel to be aware of, you know, that kind of weakness and employ Johnny Smith a little more. The way this doesn't work is if Ferkser gets some additional unexpected. So I think there's a little more of an outlier too uh, when, when that has happened. So I, I like Johnny Smith a lot this week. And I am low on Jared Cook from the Saints. 
Sure. He he's uh, he's got a good matchup against Atlanta, but he just is not getting any looks lately, and a lot of that is due to Taysom Hill. He's got five targets in the last three games with only one catch. That's awful. I had him in your league, and I've been starting him for most of the time because he's been scoring touchdowns. But as soon as Taysom Hill was in at quarterback, I did not start him. I didn't want to know what I wanted to no. see what happened the first week, and it was not good stuff. I've been rotating other pieces since. And, and I know that I, I've been talking about ceilings and floors for tight ends before. His floor of zero is not worth his ceiling of 10. Right. 100%. It's, not, it's not a good enough risk to start him, in my opinion, um, where his set floor actually is zero. So I'm going to be very low on Jared Cook. I like it. My low tight end is actually in the same game, Hayden Hurst against the Saints. Hayden Hurst saw eight targets this past week against Las Vegas, but now he goes up against the rival shutdown Saints. This is kind of interesting. In the past five games, Hurst has seen at least seven targets in all but one of them. But that one game was two weeks ago against the Saints, where he only saw two targets and did not catch a ball. So that was kind of enlightening for me. I actually kind of like Hurst in general as somebody I could kind of throw in. If you you have him, I doubt you can pick him up off of waivers at this point, you know, or, or whatever, but... I do like him in general with that target count, but I do not like it against the Saints, especially since we have evidence two weeks ago where he literally did not touch the ball. Uh, so yeah. I definitely look elsewhere for a better chance at a touchdown. That's what it is. You're looking for a touchdown. Hit Hurst is almost certainly not going to get in the end zone against the Saints, except now that I said that, maybe he will. But I, I wouldn't do it. That's a bad, bad idea. If you do it, it's going to Hurst. Nope. Yeah. Not giving you that one. Yeah, the other one, you, I think you were, <laughs> were kind of nice early. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get, you don't get that one. <laughs> I wrote it down. No, I didn't. <laughs> what are your defenses? Mm, I'm high on the Buffalo Bills versus San Fran. Oh, I'm low on that one. So now we definitely have. Well, <laughs> I, I, I picked them because I think there's a good chance the Bills are available to stream. I'm looking sure. at for more so what who's going to be available off the waiver wire if you need to stream a defense. I think the Bills are going to need to rely on their D in this one, and it's. I think it's a favorable matchup for that with San Fran's offense being. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. My, I, I guess I'll just jump in now. Like I, the bills defense has scored three weeks ago. They scored two points against the Cardinals two weeks. They scored. They literally scored zero. It was a bye week. And then this past week they, they scored six against the Chargers. That's not horrible. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like the fight or sorry, the 49ers offense. I, I think they're, close to as healthy as they have been like they're still missing their their grappolo and they're still missing kittle which are i guess probably the two most important pieces as much as i like those two receivers i think kittle's the the lead guy but since the start of the season i didn't look back to vet this they've got to be close to if not as you know with all the right receivers back and all of their running backs back so yeah i think it'll be i think it'll be a close game i think it'll be good wouldn't shock me if the bills had a, a good outing but it also wouldn't shock me if they if they let up enough if the like with those good coaches, um, Shanahan is a pretty good coach too, specifically with his running back group. And so if he has all those running backs, or at least he has, uh, I think he's missing um, Coleman, right? But he's got Mostert, McKinnon, and Jeffrey Wilson is, is involved here and there. Wilson's out. Well. Oh, Wilson's out? Okay. Wilson's on IR. I, I think he's designated to return this, this coming week. If, if I'm Oh, I, sorry. No, I'm thinking of um, – Jeff Wilson Jr.? I was – Thinking of Hasty. Oh, Jamichael Hasty, yeah. And then yeah. they also had Coleman. But it, I, they have some decent enough running backs, especially with Mostert back and, and Shanahan's good at that. So, yeah, I, 
And like, I, I don't know about you. Like, I, again, I, I don't, it wouldn't shock me to have them do okay. I don't think they're going to do amazing. McDermott's a defensive minded coach. So, I mean, he could always pull it out, but I, I don't know how you feel. Like, do you think like, do you, are they your high defense more from you think they'll have a great game or, or no more? more so that they're a safe stream. If you, if you got a really bad matchup with who your defense is right now, um, then there's someone to look at and who could be available is that's, what I was that's going perfect. For. Cause that's kind of what I like. I'm picturing the opposite where like, I, I don't think they're going to like blow up. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But I, I don't, I like, they could score lowly, but they can all scribe. I, I don't, yeah, so maybe we're kind of in a similar boat where they're like, honestly with you know, defenses. With defenses, I'm happy personally if my defense gets me like six. Yeah, yeah. My like my my approach is like if there's an obvious nice matchup out there against like a a backup quarterback or a guy who's actually a receiver who hasn't played quarterback against you know since like college. Hinton. Um, <laughs> If there's not one of those, I'm typically just looking for like the lower scoring games, right? Like yeah. what defense has less of a chance of like the bears, great defense. I'm not playing against the Packers because they could drop 40 points on them, you know, or whatever. So who's, who's less likely. And this game, you know, I think the bills have a pretty good offense, but this, the 49ers have a pretty good defense. So this, this game could be the bills offense as a whole is boomer bust. And they, I think I saw that they're missing. Brown for a couple weeks now. Yeah, John Brown, which that it seems like he, even though he's not like the the leader, obviously Diggs is, but it seems like he's very integral to their success on offense. I am low on the Titans versus the Browns, just because I have a bad feeling about it. Hmm. The Browns are a boomer bust team for the most part, and I'm scared Baker's going to have one of his random really good games. He is coming off a really – I think he missed a few people this past game. I remember watching him miss. I guess I don't know how he finished. But if, if he had a bad game recently, it's like I feel like they don't need to do for I, I, There's no real reason behind this. I just have a feeling, and I don't like it. Sometimes you got to do with that. You, you should trust your gut once in a while for sure. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's all the reasoning I got. I just got a feeling. So I gave you my, my low defense in the Bills, my high defense, probably not one you can pick up of, of waivers. The Dolphins have been playing pretty well anyways as a defense, but they now have a dream matchup. They play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are with their backup quarterback since Joe Burrow is gone. Joe Mixon is on IR, so the Bengals do not have a rushing game. So you have a team that was already, you know, unfortunately not the greatest team that is now in, in way rougher shape. Is this the – no, this is the second game without Burrow, right? Or it will be, but but yeah, the Dolphins. I, I just on top of the amazing matchup, the Dolphins have been legitimately good at defense. So I, I like that. I think I'll follow that mentality going forward. Where you know my high defense will be, you know, and maybe quarterback two, maybe uh, will be somebody you could stream. But Dolphins are definitely going to light it up this this week against. I'm just I've just always been a defensive streamer, always. I, I typically am as well. Yeah, I, I never I did in my very early days, but I'm never one to. And you shouldn't either. You listening like defenses are not something you, like you do not draft a defense until the second last round because the kicker goes in the last round. Don't take anybody crazy early. I don't, I don't care if it's, you know, going in this year, the bears or the Steelers or something like don't take a defense. Early. Cause if you take a defense in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, you're missing out on like a couple years ago, Lamar Jackson was a ninth round pick. You want to miss out on that because you took a fucking defense. Yeah. yeah what the hell's wrong with you? You stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Give us the prop lock of the week. So this, oh, this is perfect. Because this week I'm, I'm recording in my basement. If you've been listening, normally I record <laughs> in my basement. And you can tell it sounds different, which we make it obvious that I record it later anyway. So I'm not too worried about it, but I'm already down there. But yeah, anyways, here it is. I want to be 30. 30 and blue. 
Hello, and welcome to another edition from Thursday of Prop Lock of the Week featuring Michael Heinisch. That's me, your guide. So we're on Thrive Fantasy again. We're looking at the Sunday matchups, which are going to be fun. And we're giving you that prop lock that is going to be a lock. And I'm looking at Nick Chubb, over or under, 87.5 total rushing yards. You're going to get 110 points for taking the over. Now, Nicholas Chubb has ran for 144, 114, and 126 yards the past three weeks. This 87.5 total is a gimme. The Titans are a decent defense, but Nick Chubb is an amazing running back. If you are not playing Thrive Fantasy yet, check it out. It's pretty fun. And if your fantasy team is not really doing so hot, you're kind of out of the running, this is a great way to stay involved, stay in the know, have some fun, win some money. So sign up for Thrive Fantasy, promo code FANTASYBREWS, upon sign up, deposit $20, get $20. It's great. Good luck. And there it was. Let's talk about... I. We watch almost every game for the most part. So we, this is our first year with Sunday tickets. So we really get a chance to watch all the teams. So we kind of focus on some people who are outside of our normal Packers, Patriots. I'll throw the Titans in there too. <laughs> so who, who have you really been like getting a following for? Um, who have you been watching a decent amount of their games? And you're, even if they're not doing well, you like, you just like watching them and you're starting to cheer for them a little bit. Yeah. So I, I brought a, definitely a number of teams down, but I, yeah. I broke them down into a couple different categories, I guess, which we didn't really discuss, but I, I have a few teams or a couple teams that I kind of have liked. So this, for me, I'm, I'm a Packer fan. So I, I'm like, we're talking about teams for me that aren't the Packers and I have a couple teams I, I have liked and will continue to like. And then I have a couple teams that I'm just like five in right now. Yeah. Um, so long term, and there's a tiny bit of backstory, but long term, I'm a fan of the Chargers and the Ravens. For me, the Chargers, it all came from high school. I, I went to high school with Melvin Gordon. I watched him play football while I was on the sidelines, uh, <laughs> quote on the football team. But he was drafted by the Chargers, so uh, so I've liked them ever since. Melvin is on the Broncos now. The Broncos are the last on my like short term. I don't really actually care, but it it's, it worked perfectly because I love the Chargers when Mel when Melvin went there. And now that Melvin's gone, they have Justin Herbert. I've always been, you know, affectionate to Keenan Allen. So, so I continue to like them. They're probably my favorite team outside of the Packers. Chargers are? Uh, I think so, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, there are teams that come and go, but, like, I'm going to be a Chargers – not a – you know, the Packers are my team. But I'm going to be a Chargers fan five years from now like I am now. Whereas, like, some of these other teams that I'll list in a second – I just kind of vibing right now, but I can see myself not really caring as much next year or the year after or something like that. And it kind of has to do with the players, I suppose. But yeah, Chargers, Chargers are long-term. It, it worked out because of Melvin. It, it was like Melvin, and right when Melvin's gone, it's Justin Herbert, who I really like. Yeah. Uh, so so that, that's kind of how that worked out. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate the Chargers either. I like, I like watching Herbert, and obviously I really like Eckler. I mean – That's a good point, so yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't put him as one of my top, but – I, I definitely like to watch them. The other one for me that's a, a longer-term favorite, although I haven't really expressed it much as a guest, so definitely to a lesser degree, is the Ravens. What that comes from is it's just something stupid. When I was a kid, younger, with my brother, we both decided that we wanted to have different teams to – oh, no, sorry. Um, yeah, so there, there's two because I actually – I'm not a – like a, I don't care about the Patriots – 
but I, I jotted them down for the story on this as well. So my brother and I did a couple of things when we were younger. When we were really little, we decided we wanted to, I don't know, like eight or, or 12 or something. I don't fucking know. But uh, we wanted to have pick a team that- 12 is not really little. <laughs> but like little, little enough that it wasn't super, little enough that we like, old enough we understood football, we understand football, but little <laughs> enough that it was like a long time ago, I guess. Okay. But I don't know. Because uh, it wasn't like we were like four, like, oh, which team should we cheer for? But we, we both wanted to choose a team to cheer for in general that wasn't the Packers. He chose the Eagles, and he's a diehard Eagles fan to this day. I chose the Patriots back then. Uh, I really followed through with that. So I, I wish you would have followed through with that, man. <laughs> that would have been great. I, I can say that – and I forget why I chose them at the time because, again, it was a long time ago. They were, they were probably just as great as they were now, good. Or not now. <laughs> That's why you chose them. They were the best team. <laughs> probably. But, but anyways – yeah, it hasn't stuck with me, but a lot of people, and you could probably test this, a lot of people are like anti-Patriots, right? And I feel like I'm like, I nothing them. So I think that's where that came from. I'm not anti-Patriots. I don't like love them, but I'm not anti-Patriots. For the Ravens, I tell Jackie every night before bed, I nothing you. <laughs> I nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> what was that? There's a, sh- a show or something where it's from where it's like like a the biggest insult. Like, I, I don't. I don't care about you enough to dislike you. I just nothing you. I can't remember I'm what it is. You. Someone tweet us and tell me what it is. The other team, the Ravens. So that came from my brother and I had three neighbors for a total of five kids in the neighborhood. And we all chose people from the Teen Titans TV show years ago, I think in the 90s or whatever, maybe early 2000s. And my brother and I chose teams based off of that as well. I was always Raven, who I think is such a badass. So I... I claimed myself a Ravens fan. My brother was Robin. Um, there's not really like a, maybe there's like a, the Cardinals or something, but we just had him go as the Titans for the team Titans. Oh. So yeah, so the Ravens, I, and I, I, I don't really like, they're, they're, it's way to a lesser degree. Like, you know me and you probably don't know me to be like, oh, I love the Ravens, you know, or whatever. It's easy to root for them now, or at least last year. But yeah, so those are my kind of like longer term teams. I, I, I have a few that I'm just kind of vibing more right now that I, I feel like they're more in the moment. I really like the Bills. I, I like Stefan Diggs. He's on my dynasty team. You got me a Josh Allen jersey for my wedding, which, which I really like as well. You look so, so good standing up there in your Josh Allen Dude, jersey. Oh, Natalie was so mad. <laughs> we didn't do anything because we were doing it. We were getting married. So uh, so thank you for I, I didn't have a suit, and Kyle got me a, a Josh Allen jersey because it was last a minute. suit. Yeah, not when you got Josh you Allen. Wear Josh <laughs> Allen jersey. I'm also vibing the Bengals right now. I, I really like uh, you know Joe Burrow. The Cardinals are a lot of fun to watch. I already talked about the Raiders, too. Yeah, I got I got the Cardinals and the Raiders both on my list. I've just caught myself cheering for them a lot this year. I think they have potential, in, and I hope they both get shots to the playoffs. I just – I just Kyler Murray is, is like, my one of my top favorite guys right now. And now that Tom Brady's nearing the end, I'm hoping I can cheer for Kyler Murray <laughs> for 20 years. He is so fun to watch, and he pisses me off so fucking much when you play him in Madden. He's impossible <laughs> to stop in Madden. He's so fast, and he can, like, he cuts better than most, like, receivers or running backs. It's not fair. Yeah, and then the Broncos are my last one. Melvin's there now. I don't actually care about the Broncos, um, but I can I never see myself being a Broncos Melvin. fan. I don't know. It's what funny. It take. I picked three teams from that division. I picked the Chargers. The Chargers are my legit, like, favorite team outside of the Packers. But then the Raiders and Broncos, I just like right now for those random reasons. And I like the Chiefs. It's not like I dislike the Chiefs, but the best team from that division I left off the list. There's not too many teams. We should have done, maybe for a future episode, like teams we hate. Oh, oh man, I got, 
good list of that. But um, I also I also kind of caught myself liking Carolina this year. Maybe I just mm. like them now because I didn't like Cam Newton. But I, I'm liking their team, and I'm hoping. I mean, with a they would have probably been better with a healthy CMC. But I still I still really yeah. like them. They're in a tough division too. And then yeah, my last one is uh, the football team. And I, I only picked this because I, if I had to pick someone to win that division, I would pick the football team. And I think it's mainly because of their defense. I like their defense. I like Chase Young. Yeah. Um, their offense. I, I'm, I'm liking Antonio Gibson. I don't really, I don't care for Alex Smith. I, I would like him more if they had a different quarterback, but I like you Antonio Gibson. McLaurin. I like McLaurin. <laughs> But I mean, I think I just if if you had to pick a team from that division that you wa- would want to win, who would you pick? I yeah, I don't care about the Giants or the Eagles. I I like the Cowboys. I don't I don't want the Cowboys to make the playoffs without Dak. I feel like that's just yeah. dumb. That's stupid. Dude, they, like the Cowboys are last in the division, but if Dak was there, they'd probably be like first by half a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I would I would probably cheer for Washington. It's so interesting because like I. I didn't want – I was trying to actively not pick just all the teams. It, it, I'll say this. If you're not in a dynasty league, like, find one. They are so fun. It's so – like, I, I love it. I will never give up. It's so much up, more like, strategic. Like, I'm a very strategic person yeah. overall, which is why I, I like dynasty a good amount because I I've just have bad luck in redraft leagues. I just have bad luck and get just wrecked with injuries every year. This one, even if I get wrecked with injuries, it's strategy where I have backups. And that's happened this year. And I all but secured yeah. a playoff spot for myself because I have a deep enough bench. It's it's awesome. And it's like – and the cool thing about it is, like, it's not a replacement for a redraft league. Like, they're different enough that – it's still fancy football, but, like, it, it's just like, – I, I would never, like – if I had to choose Dynasty or redraft forever, you can do one for the rest of your life and never do one again, I – I guess, I don't know, it'd be tough, but I, I, I feel like I would probably go for the redraft because the draft is so fun. But you, you get attached to players for a few months and then it's done, right? And, and maybe you have a player that really, like, helped you out and, and they have, are printed in your memory or somebody like that, like Antonio Brown from me. But a dynasty, it's just different. Like, and it's like I, I tried to not – I didn't want to pick teams where, like – I, I really I like the Panthers, but it's because DJ Moore's on my team. You know what I mean? And like, it's not like I would dislike them otherwise, but like Terry McLaurin is on my team and, and AJ Brown and stuff like that. It's like, but it it's so great. It, it's so fun to just have like players you get attached to for a long time. We have STDs in our leagues for players that have been traded a bunch. I think it's Stefan Diggs and Zeke. We're both on my team right now. <laughs> but you've but yeah. got the most STDs. Yes, I win. Right? Do I win something? You win something. I'm not uh, sure why yet, but I'll figure that out. <laughs> um, and then in individual players, because it's hard to like a full team. Like I like Philip Lindsay, but I don't. And I like Cortland Sutton a lot, but I do not like the Broncos. I feel about Tim Patrick. I lo- I think <laughs> I'm gonna. I have. I like Tim Patrick, not nearly as much as I like Sutton. Right, right. Which is why I don't plan on keeping Tim Patrick on my dynasty team, but I'm hoping I can trade him because he's putting up enough numbers. Maybe but you, you've had him for a few or for a little while now, and he's played some clutch games for you. Like it's just, yeah, man. Obviously, you play fantasy football if you're listening to this podcast, but it just makes things so. I I love the fact that you can watch like a right now like a Jags Browns game, but you actually care, you know. Uh, yeah, and other individual guys we hit on it just before uh, Antonio Gibson. I like Christian Kirk a lot. I like Robbie Anderson a lot. I I've liked him since the beginning of the season. I always thought he was going to have a good year, and then. 
Defensively, J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, he's stepped up huge when Gilmore was out this year, so I've been really following him a lot. And then as far as rookie, little rookie receivers, C.D. Lamb, just because he's making some crazy catches and he's just a physical guy, I like watching him. And then T. Higgins, because I think he's a, he's going to be an all-around guy, not like not necessarily a deep ball guy, not a, a slant guy. He's going to be – T. Higgins is a good all-around guy to watch. That's awesome. Like T. Higgins, I, I took T. Higgins in the second round of our – rookie dynasty draft and I, I was disappointed like what like when that pick came around the guys I was eyeing up had all just got taken and stuff and I, I honestly just took him because he was the like the next highest guy on the rankings list that I was that I had put together slash was using um, enough. yeah I did and like so I guess that's a good transition um some guys I'm in I kind of broke this into at the moment slash long term as well but I don't think I think it's less applicable uh on a player basis but I put down both Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. I, I am a Joe Burrow fan. I have his jersey. T. Higgins is on my dynasty team, but this feels like one of those like rookie duos that that could actually see, like be around for a while. I know? I like Joe. I want to see Joe Burrow do well, but I'm still not like a fan yet. Sure. Um, I don't I don't know what it's gonna take, but I mean, obviously more than just a half a season. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I I'm more of a I've even before the draft happened, I was more of a Herbert guy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can definitively say I was not like, I, I, I know I don't watch college ball. So like, I don't like, I've never been really been invested in guys like even like Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin and I'm, you know, from Wisconsin, like I, you know, maybe he gets a slight edge there because of that. But I, I don't really care. Like I, I don't watch very much. And normally like my personality is not like, Oh, I'm a fan of the best player that was drafted, like the player that should be the best because you drafted first. Like normally that's not my style, but I, I wish I could tell you what it was about Joe Burrow that I, that I like so much. Maybe it's because he's on my franchise team in the newest man. And so I had, I've played with him for a while. Maybe that honestly actually might be it. Um, oh yeah. Well, in Madden, he's not better than two time MVP um, Jalen hurts. Uh, <laughs> as far as ratings he is, but anyways, because he's a 98 overall. What's Jalen Hurts? Uh, we, we 95. Ooh. Anyways, um, yeah, and I think T. Higgins, like, on um, a dicey team definitely helps. But I like both of them a lot. And Joe Burrow's, like, injury now, like, that's the type of thing I like to root for is, like, the underdog in that regard. You know, like, like can he come back Alex from Smith. this horrible injury? <laughs> I, I <laughs> less, less so, I do like to root for him because of that reason. But there's the whole – it's not like it was, like, an Alex Smith being a dick or something. But, but the whole, like, Smith-Rogers rivalry from their draft – so, uh, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, that's what everyone's always uh, talking about yeah, is that Smith-Rogers wide rivalry. If you watch a fucking Packer game where they play the Chiefs when he was there or the 49ers when he was there, whatever the fuck, like, he they, – they always talk. It's, it's constant. Like, if they're ever – and I guess that doesn't happen, like, super often. But if Alex Smith are, and Rodgers are in a matchup together, you will hear about it multiple times. He didn't know Rodgers – or Smith was the first overall pick and Rodgers, quote-unquote, fell to, like, the 25th or something where the Packers took him. And there's like talk of, of Rodgers being the first pick. I don't know. But, but yeah, anyways, I, I like both of those guys. For similar reasons, I like Dak Prescott. I liked his um, kind of like emergence where like Tony Romo's injury happened and Dak Prescott's yeah. like this unassuming fourth round pick. It's like a lesser well, grade. And, you and that's, why, that's why I liked um, Garoppolo, Brissett. Who else was there? There was, Who was all backing up Tom Brady in the past? Uh, what's his name's? team for a little while the, the who's the guy that that went to the titans eventually matt castle 
when he oh, filled in sure, that sure. year that Tom Brady was out for the season. See, that's why I was like, not only because I was Patriots, but I followed those guys when they went to other teams I wanted to see him do. I like Brissett. Sure. I liked what, when he was a starter for the Colts, um, Jimmy G's been a little sad. Stidham. No, but <laughs> but I, you were hoping, as you should. As I was hoping, and then he got in a game. <laughs> and then he played football. <laughs> and then he played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I tried to not put names that were – I tried to not just list my dynasty team, but I wanted to pick someone. So I, I, I am – I, I know Stefan Diggs has been our, our resident sexually transmitted disease, but I do like him a lot. I think I'll keep around for a little, a little while unless crazy shit happens next year. But of all the receivers I have, and I love my receiving core, I really wanted to put, like, Tim McLaurin, DJ Moore. I went with AJ Brown. I, I love the t- – like, I, I didn't list the Titans, but I really enjoy watching them. I like to have mm-hmm. a team to root for that you're, like, on board with, you know, as well, <laughs> because we watch games so much. And AJ Brown's fucking awesome. I love watching Alvin Kamara, so I put him down as well. And then um, definitely to a lesser degree now, but Melvin Gordon and Trey Waynes, both from my graduating high school class, there's – I mean, I have to <laughs> shout them out. Because they, they need it, right? You know. But if you guys want to shut me up, because you're definitely listening, Michael Richard. All right, let's move on and let's do it. Let's do our Brews clues. All right. We are metaphorically. I have to pee, but I can hold it at my house. Yes. But are we going to be at your house next week? Oh no, that's what you're saying. Got you. Never mind. Yes. Go. Okay, so. This man has finished top that man man has finished top ten in their position six times in their career, never placing higher than number five. Though their entire career has been for the same team, and he leads his franchise in all main records for his position. Okay, so they've been a top ten six times, but they've never been higher than a top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been around for a while. They've been on the same team their entire career. They lead their franchise in all the main records. I feel like it. I feel like the obvious thought is that it would be a quarterback. I could. I mean, it definitely isn't guaranteed a quarterback, but I, I think that's more likely. But then you could be pretty sus and you know, trying to sus six times. You know, odds are they've been around for more than six years, but it could just be like, like a Mike Evans type player or something like that. I don't think he's been top. 10 and possibly higher than top five. And then, yeah, um, I'm probably going to guess, guess a quarterback. I'm just glancing through records or sorry, uh, through the division, not records, uh, through the division screen that we look at. So I, I'm, I'm going to start by thinking about quarterbacks that have been around for a while. Uh, it's definitely not big Ben. I know he's been a top five quarterback at least once. Stafford could be an option skipping that division. I was looking at the AFC East. I uh, sniffing none of them. I'll I'll start and I'll go with Matt Stafford. Correct. Holy shit. Matt Stafford. What? I never get it on the first try. Uh, second Except close, for that he, one time I did. He's currently the number 15 quarterback in fantasy. He hasn't been putting up the best numbers this year, partially due to missing a huge offensive weapon. And then, of course, NFC North. Matthew Stafford. Wow. Nice. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I will start then. Okay, so uh, you, you wanna you wanna make sure you hit those buttons <laughs> on your end for me. Oh, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, nice job. Another one <laughs> with the first guess. All right. Currently, a top twenty-four wide receiver so far this year. He is outperforming his fantasy pros ADP as we enter the year. 
Also, this player has not missed a game on the year. So they're a top 24 wide receiver. Their current ranking, which I'm not giving to you, is better than their Fantasy Pros ADP, which I'm not giving to you. And then they've played every single game this year so far. I was just staring at the picture <laughs> of Jermichael Hasty. Is it Jermichael Hasty? You got it. <laughs> He's a top 24 receiver. Uh, currently top 24 receiver out for me. That could be just about anybody. <laughs> well, it could only be 24 people. Okay, well. <laughs> I'll just go off the bat and say Justin Jefferson. It is not. Although I thought about doing him, but I thought it'd be too obvious. It's probably true for him, honestly. I I got. I, I can so almost guarantee certain. this is true <laughs> for him. <laughs> he. I imagine he's a. I kind of want to look it up now, but I'm. I'm sure he's a top twenty-four receiver. Obviously, he's outperforming his uh, ADP. He's a. He's the number six receiver. Oh, I went. Uh, by the way, I don't know if this changes things for you, but I. I was thinking standard when I wrote this down. Okay. Justin Jefferson is the number six receiver in yep, baby. What the fuck? Yeah, okay. baby. Number two, he has this year so far 924 total receiving yards. That 924 receiving yards leads the team in receiving yards and also has him on pace for a career high in receiving yards. One more clue. He is currently second in the NFL in yards per reception behind Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is number one in yards per reception. So 924 total receiving yards. He leads his team in receiving yards. He's on pace for a career high in receiving yards. And then he's second in the NFL in yards per reception behind MDS. Okay, second in yards per rec. 924 leads his team career high. Top 282. Who's got 924 receiving yards? If you knew that, you'd be set. Yeah, I know that would. That, well, I'm just thinking. I just saw something where uh, Tyreek Hill eclipsed a thousand, and I was. That's like, and then, um, do you see Tyreek Hill eclipsed a thousand, and then the second most receiving yards in the league is Travis Kelsey with like 900 something. What? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. That's crazy. Holy Isn't that nuts? That is absolutely nuts. Like uh, I, way I, less I, relevant than Rogers. Two is... top receivers in the league, or receiving yards in the league i guess is not only on the same on team the but one of them is a tight end what the fuck that's crazy okay now i'm off i'm off subject i, I need to focus i got a guy in mind leads team with 924 i i'm you know i'm gonna go with my gut from the second from the first and i'm gonna put robbie anderson it is not robbie anderson ah damn it Beep. He, I, I had it from the get-go, and he – I don't know how many yards he has, but – He is actually in the same division as this player in the oh. NFC South. Who we got there then? Which is the Saints, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Falcons. All right. Well, it's no one on the Saints. <laughs> fair. Um, That's fair. It's no one, it's no one on the Bucks because they would have been ranked high. No one oh, on- I think an ADP. Falcons, maybe Ridley, but then Panthers. Oh, man. DJ Moore? It is DJ Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. What, what's, I want to look up the difference between him Nine, and uh, 12. Robbie Anderson. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. 12 yards? I was so fucking close. And, they, yeah. and all these clues, they're probably like so close to being Robbie Anderson. If he had 12 more yards, these would all be true for him. So initially <laughs> when I wrote this, I didn't have the additional right, clues. Except the yards per reception. That's where that's why I included that. I didn't include that initially. And 
uh, sorry, Robbie Anderson is a top 24 wide receiver. He's easily outperforming his ADP. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't want to get you on the technicality of like, well, it was 924 and 912, so you're wrong because that would be <laughs> fucking shitty. Uh, Robbie Anderson is, I believe, on a pace for a career high in receiving yards. He's, I think he's on pace to clear 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. And that, that clue I added, I thought I might trick you up, which maybe I did. But like, usually Robbie Anderson is that deep guy, and he's probably not that far down on the list. But I, yeah. DJ Moore has been like uh, – and the the outperforming his ADP is a little shady because he's currently the receiver of 10 and was drafted at 11 or 11-12 or, or something like that. But it's just so funny because, like, usually that, that, like, yards per reception number, like, that is, like, Robbie Anderson's MO. Uh, yeah. And DJ Moore, he's been – like people were so low on him after the season started because of Robbie Anderson having such a great start and continuing to have a great year. But people, I feel like people were kind of sleeping on him and they're kind of coming around now. I guess I I didn't realize DJ Moore was doing that well. Then we did our job in the sense of, you know, tricking you, but also like, and it's it's not like it matters. DJ Moore isn't available on the waiver wire. It's not like you can likely trade for him anymore. I assume trade deadlines are passed, but yeah, DJ Moore has been absolutely killing it like all three of those receivers for them you know including Curtis Samuel especially lately have been just really really killing it which is awesome to see yeah yeah Tyreek's got leading the league with 1,021 yards and Travis Kelsey has 978th and after him is Hopkins 967 holy crap but that's just crazy and Tyreek Hill 13 fucking touchdowns on the year oh my gosh and this past did he have three this past week yeah yeah well no yeah he had three in the first quarter that stat line is not like it's like we're part of a Madden game. That's yeah. uh, was it two sixty nine two sixty nine and three touchdowns. That is so crazy. Almost and, okay. all of it coming in the first quarter. I'm so surprised that you haven't mentioned this on on the episode, but Kyle's dynasty team literally had Watson, who had like a bunch of yards. And four I had touchdowns. the top quarterback, the top running back, and the top receiver. Watson, Derrick Henry, and Tyree Gill, like those and the second best tight end on my bench. Game. The second best tight end on my bench. Who is that? Ingram. Did you look at – oh, wow. Did you look at how your highs and lows did out of curiosity? I can look it up. I think I did pretty well. So, I, I, I've been looking it up every week now. Not that we, like, explicitly talk about it. But I did – I actually did kind of okay. I had – Justin Herbert was my my high guy. He had 316 to touch on a pick. So, he, he wasn't amazing, but he didn't kill you. I had David Montgomery, who was great. I had Sterling Shepard, who was okay. I had Tanyan and the football team, who were both great. My low guys were Matt Ryan, who didn't kill you, but didn't, you know, he was better than Herbert, or wasn't better than Herbert. The 49ers running backs, I kind of fucked up because of Mostert. Most, to be fair, Mostert got a touchdown, but he only had 43 yards. Mm-hmm. And then the Green Bay receivers, um, MBS wasn't even targeted at all. Lazard did score, but only had 23 yards. No fan was awful. The Bucks defense had negative one. I was high on Watson, nailed it. I was high on Gibson, nailed it. Yep. I was high on Justin Jefferson, nailed it. Jesus. How'd Hunter Henry do? I think I, I know he was somebody who should have done well. Like, and then I was high, and this is before the quarterback situation. I was high on the Saints versus Denver, so I nailed it without even knowing. <laughs> Hunter Henry, uh, sixty-seven yards on seven catches. He definitely for tight ends, especially. Yeah. Okay, definitely. so I I nailed my highs, my lows. Um, Lamar Jackson, who's not playing, so nailed it. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, low on Melvin Gordon, nailed it. Oh, no. Low on Allen Robinson, missed the mark on that one. He scored – oh, wait, did he score? Two tutties. Oh, he did score. I thought one of them got called back to – what a game uh, that was, by the way. On, low on Mark Andrews, who's not playing, nailed it. 
Okay, wait. And low on and low on the Colts versus the Titans. See, I fucking I did well. <laughs> I'm gonna be low on uh, Mark Ingram. Oh, is he not playing? Nailed it. Oh, cause this was before <laughs> this shit came yeah, out, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but that's also what if Mark Andrews was gonna light it up? You never know. They're saying Dobbins is gonna play Wednesday now. Oh, maybe it's far enough removed. That's bullshit, though. But Jackson's still not so. Like, what are your final notes? Oh my god, my final notes are that. The Ravens are fortunate. The league likes them, I guess. Like, <laughs> we didn't really talk about it. And, like, I, I don't know the details, so maybe I shouldn't speculate. But it sounds like it was a strength and conditioning coach that didn't disclose what he should have disclosed. He got a bunch of people sick. With a what a weasel. Disease, all for the sake of the football team. Not, not that football team, but, you know, his own football team. It's really unfortunate that, I, like, from the NFL's perspective, I think they don't want to – they want a week 18. The Steelers already have had a game postponed. So if the, if the Steelers-Ravens game gets actually postponed to a different week, it will be week 18. So that's interesting. But yeah, hope, hopefully things kind of calm down. Hopefully people who get sick aren't fuckwads and go into the, the stadium or whatever with a disease. What a fuckwad. I'm super pumped about the bruise clues results. I'm probably only down by single digits now against you, uh, I imagine. I think you're Over down 10. by 13, at least. Oh, God, that's horrible. Oh, <laughs> what if – what if I'm going to flip this to you on the air, I guess. We could, like, keep talking about it later. But what if, what if we devised a game where it was, like, instead of I give you three clues, what if you ask me three questions? Or something along those lines. Like, if we, want, if we wanted yeah. to actually like, change it up in some way – We'd have to devise some rules, but that could be that'd be kind of interesting. I am up thirty-four to sixteen, so I'm up by eighteen. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god, I should just be ruthless. I'm just wait, wait, no, like, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I have them reversed. I am up thirty-two to eighteen, so fourteen. Okay, that's still horrible. <laughs> I mean, There's that last week, weeks. that last week where you didn't, I got it right on the first guess, so you didn't even get a chance at points. That's that true. Weighed it huge because I got I got the first clue three weeks in a row. Yeah, you, you've been slaying it. This past week was good for me, but at this point. But there, there's enough weeks left, and we haven't talked about it, but who knows I don't, how long are we going to go, you know, with the, with the podcast during the year? It, maybe we just – if we go every week and it's the calendar – wait, the calendar year would be sooner. I think Anyways. after the Super Bowl we'll be <laughs> Probably. <laughs> how about um, you, final notes? Any games you're interested in? Yeah, Titans-Browns I'm, for some reason, excited for. That could be fun Even to watch. The, this, the Steelers football team. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I mean, there's not – I mean, like, there's, Cowboys, Ravens. I'm not, ca- I'm not caring win. for too Chiefs, many Chiefs, Broncos wants the Chiefs win. Bills, 49ers, I feel like that could be a competitive game, but not an exciting one to watch. There's – yeah, there are not some – All right, so look, look at those noon games. There's three, six, seven, eight noon games. We can only play six. I would cut – honestly, Saints-Falcons don't care about that game. I – I think I agree there. Yeah, I do. I do not care about the Saints. Falcons. The novelty of Taysom Hill starting is worn off to the point where I don't need to see the it. The other one I'm okay cutting is Bengals Dolphins. That see, that's one I was kind of looking at. Like I, there's no Joe Burrow, there's no Joe Mixon. I I don't, probably won't start T Higgins. The Dolphins have become. I, yeah, that that seems cuttable. Colts Texans I want to watch, but also seems like it could be boring. Maybe I'll watch it just for it. Deshaun Watson. Seahawks Giants is a similar one like like Seahawks Giants and uh oh that's a that's a later game sorry Raiders Jets yeah we got the rather watch that Monday night doubleheader next week 
Yeah, that's wait. Is that right? Isn't it a yeah. triple header, or that's a different no. week that I'm thinking of? That's yeah, a Saturday, that right. Saturday triple header in week sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So mark on your calendars all these. Wait, hold on, hold on. Pittsburgh, Washington, has actually that been moved, moved to, 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 to wait. It, unless it's moved since. Oh yeah, you're right. So that is not one of the noon games that we can watch, which means we can watch oh, one okay. more. It's so uh, then we'll turn on the Bengals Dolphins then, but I still don't want to watch Saints Falcons. Mark Ingram's also eligible, although that's kind of bullshit. Been playing badly. Getting all these players back. That's what I'm like, saying. It's it's that's pretty bullshit. Like I was talking to the moderator earlier uh, yesterday, Jake uh, Setsky, that's been on the show, and he has Lamar Jackson on his dynasty team. I was like, not like nothing against you, but I Lamar Jackson should not be able to play. Be, no, and it sucks because it's not Lamar's fault. But that team fucked up when one of the team members yeah. brought COVID into the fucking practice facility. It's like how – I think Watch you just push it back like, further so that the Steelers can get James Conner back. Like, fuck. Like, what's the – Yeah. Limit? When dude, you stop? All the Ravens come back. The Steelers lose their starting running back. And I think the, the fucked up part is I think the main reason for it is the, the Steelers already lost that game early in the season. Not to, like, somebody fucking up, just to COVID, presumably – against the Titans or whatever it was. And so if this, if this specific Steelers-Ravens game has to get moved to a different week, it's going to have to be a, a new 18th week. And the NFL, from what I've read, wants to avoid that at, at all costs oh, yeah. possible. That screws everything up. But now the Ravens are benefiting from it. And I'm not mad that, like, like, if it was some other team that benefited from it, great. But the Ravens should not benefit from it because somebody – like, the reason they're in this situation is because of some piece of shit on the Ravens. Yeah, if someone was named nice. ineligible, they should remain ineligible regardless. That's of a really good – that would be a simple fix to it. Yeah. That would be a very simple fix. Move the it. game, but make the people ineligible still. Doubt that will do that, but, but it would be the right call. We'll see what happens. Hopefully there's still a season next week. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fantasy Brewers Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Brewers Pod. You can also follow us to download our episodes every week on any of your favorite podcasting services like Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Have a beer for us on Sunday.